Hello there. Welcome to the Christ Covenant Sermon Talkback. The Sermon Talkback is a chance for pastors and members of Christ Covenant to process the sermon, ask questions to the preacher, and more practically apply the content of the sermon. If you have a question for the Sermon Talkback, please text it to the text to pastor line at 678-951-9041, or you can ask through Twitter by tweeting to Jason directly at Jason Edwin Dees. Enjoy. Well, we finished our parenting series. It's uh, it a good series. You know what? Somebody told me last night, they were like, I wish the series wouldn't end. And um, I just think that, I think parents are going through a lot right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, the coronavirus has made parenting really, mm-hmm. really hard. Sure. I'll speak for the D's family. In fact, literally during our staff meeting this morning, I got two calls from Paige. We had a crisis at what I call the D's Academy. Mm-hmm. I mean, what Paige is being asked to do right now, and I know Paige, you know, you know, we have it good. You know, we, we've got a lot of resources that can help us right. with this. But, I mean, as y'all know, I mean, Paige leads so many different ministries. There's so many, like, folks that depend on Paige. So she's got a lot of external things that aren't going away. I mean, one of the areas where Paige is really involved is in West Atlanta, which over there you have a lot of children who really depend on kind of the public school um, just for time to, you know, obviously be educated for meals, uh, Mm -hmm. just for really, you know, you can almost say for the childcare aspect of it. Um, And so that's gone. And so Paige has some big stress, you know, with her kind of external ministry. But then in our home, we've got, you know, Emriana, who's eight, who's at a very high learning level. Mm -hmm. Then you have John Kellis, who's in first grade. And, you know, John Kellis is, you know, doing his thing. He's doing really good this year. I've been really proud of John Kellis and the progress he's making. And then I got Rainer, who's four. Okay, who's supposedly in pre-K, whatever that means, virtually. <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah, so she's just got all of these different things. And then there's the technology. So the crisis this morning, she could not get Emriana logged in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's this, those kinds of challenges. So yeah. I think about Paige. And then I think about a mom who's also out there trying to, you know, have a profession you know and obviously what Paige is doing is mostly volunteer what if your boss is like kind of breathing Mm -hmm. down your throat I know a lot of moms in that situation yeah and you have this responsibility and then of course like your work environment you know they're probably gracious for a few weeks but now this has been going on and they're like all right well I need you to produce so Mm -hmm. I've got some awesome I got maybe like the two two of the greatest moms I know on maybe you Jay no right shannon shannon let's be honest please every woman in this church thinks shannon smith (laughs) what a mom yes they look at those smith kids they're all so cool um and then jennifer mcclish but they love each other and they love us and they love the lord and that's and that's all you can ask for and then i got jennifer mcclish and i also got blake rogers fellow struggling dad Mm -hmm. um but here with you yeah yeah we're hopeful hopeful. Mm -hmm. so jennifer help these mothers out what do you say uh to the mom and you know maybe kind of getting in with this whole parenting series that we just finished up yes um well yes i've been thinking about this a lot just all of the pressures um on moms today and motherhood is hard anyway and now we have all of these extra burdens and it really um it reminded me of the story of pharaoh and how he had the people 
Um, not only where they, they had to make more bricks, but also gather their own straw. Mm-hmm. And just what a picture of our enemy uh, that it, he was and mm-hmm. how that is what the world is. It just constantly is telling you to do more, mm-hmm. do more, and that you're not enough. But our God um, did is completely opposite. Mm-hmm. He did everything that needed to be done. Uh, he sent his son uh, Jesus, and he accomplished everything that mm-hmm. needs to be accomplished on our behalf. And he did everything with excellence um, on our behalf. So what we're called to is to um, trust in that. Mm-hmm. And so for me as a mom, when I was overwhelmed um, by the demands, and I remember having the thought so many times, uh, yes, but if I don't do it, who mm-hmm. will? Like if everything was on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And God just teaching me, showing me again and again that it's his strength, um, his goodness that is actually demonstrated and glorified in my weakness. Mm -hmm. So instead of fighting that and trying to um, grasp harder (laughs) and push my kids harder, push myself harder to just um, release that Mm -hmm. in prayer um, to praise, take moments to praise God that he, in fact, has done everything that is required um, for my kids and to remember that my job is just to p- keep pointing mm-hmm. them to him. And the way to do that is through um, the relationship, through the love, right. through the winning their heart, um, as we were talking about earlier. Mm. So I know like a practical concern, um, just to highlight one of the things that you said about not, you know, being a Pharisee in our um in our parenting. So one thing I know in my house that was definitely tripped me up many times was education. Um, how I'm just putting so much emphasis on that, um, pushing my kids to do well in school because they could, but also because it just, you know, I believed that God was the most important thing, but functionally there've been times in my life where I acted as though education Mm -hmm. was the most important Mm -hmm. thing. And so, um, just having to ask their forgiveness for the way uh, when I pushed too hard Mm -hmm. and we had meltdowns, but also to um, just remember that it again is their love of God and this relationship that I have with them is such a beautiful opportunity Mm -hmm. to truly love them and enjoy them and to make that the priority instead of um, we're going to, just sit here and wrestle every <laughs> yeah I mean you know just those moments at the kitchen table uh, where you're like everyone is like at their wits end and you're mm-hmm. done um, because you're trying to make something happen like with homework mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. so I can only imagine what it's like now having to do the digital thing but just to truly the relationship matters more mm-hmm. than what your kids are doing in school right now it doesn't seem like it but I can say on the other end that that is what mattered and Mm -hmm. so if you can't get to everything uh get to the the love part yeah Yeah. they're gonna be okay they are gonna be okay absolutely and one of the things i really respect about jennifer and shannon is you know you you are two women who are both really well educated you had big time jobs i mean jennifer's an attorney Shannon's CPA. Were you at PWC? EY. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, any oof. <laughs> but any. Sorry to all the shareholders out there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, you know, you've you've kind of seen a very. I mean, those are 
like golly, if you're working for one of the big four right out of college, very intense environments. Um, you've seen that kind of weight and pressure. You made great sacrifices for your family. Um, and, and even you, capable, very capable women uh, to do a lot of different things, found like the incredible weighty struggle and balance of parenting. I mean, mm -hmm. it is such a humbling enterprise mm -hmm. um, that I think when you really get down into the, the nitty gritty of it, and, and I think how often we kind of push our kids away from us and, and we're really doing them a disservice in that. But then to, to, to your point, Jennifer, we can kind of bring them a little bit too close to us in a sense of we, everything that we have achieved, we want them to achieve. Yes. And we can mm -hmm. end up putting some extra biblical expectations on them. Right. And as we said, you know, as Ephesians says, we can can provoke them or mm. exasperate mm. them. That's right. Uh, and I know you really wanted to talk about that, Blake. Just kind of the mm -hmm. the exasperation of your children, and and just to kind of piggyback on what Jennifer was saying, I think we can exasperate our children in the way that we disciple them, mm -hmm. right? So I think mm -hmm. in our training and discipline, uh, in the way of the Lord, we can actually do that. But we can we can also exasperate them in extra biblical things that makes leading them to love us and to love the Lord even harder. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Some thoughts on this. Um, I think it is like important for us as parents, obviously I'm not a mother, but fathers and mothers to have right expectations for our children. Mm -hmm. Like what are the things that God desires for your kids? Um, and be able to understand those things apart from the things that we believe will make them quote unquote successful in this current world that we live in. And so like right expectations. And obviously I would argue you, you, you will not have right expectations for your kids. If you're not regularly in God's word mm -hmm. in a church, um, mm -hmm. and, and being, you know, formed mm -hmm. by the gospel. But I want to pick up on a couple of things you said earlier, uh, Jennifer, in your wonderful intro, um, you know, and I thought that, you know, the, the Pharaoh illustration was very, very helpful, yeah, really you know, where, you know, the world puts expectations on you that it actually doesn't give you the resources to accomplish. That's right. Uh, but God does. Mm -hmm. And you, you mentioned, you pointed us to like, you know, focusing on what God has done for us. He's completed everything we need in the work and person of Christ, etc. But he also, by us trusting in that gives us grace for today. That's right. It, it is something that has been accomplished, but whenever you realize that mm -hmm. everything has been accomplished for you that will ultimately matter in eternity, you, it actually gives you the, the spiritual wherewithal and the power to move forward in his grace today. That's right. And, and so we rely, we are so dependent mm -hmm. and, and I feel like in our culture, we're, we're taught to be independent, right? Mm -hmm. We are Americans. We don't, mm -hmm. we, we are people of independence, but we're actually as Christians, very dependent. And you realize your dependence, you know, probably more than ever before through your parenting, mm -hmm. uh, you, you realize, wait a minute, like mm -hmm. I am responsible mm -hmm. for leading, for raising, for protecting, for right. nurturing these children and how, inept we are mm -hmm. at, at times for that. And mm -hmm. so uh, anyways, I just want to like press in a little further on there that God does actually give you as parents grace for today. When I say mm -hmm. you, I mean me. Mm -hmm. too. I think that's, that's I right. mean, I think that's really important, Blake. And 
I mean, that's just, that's not just true in parenting. Like that is the Christian right. life. Right. Right. That's I mean, right. we should have. Right. I mean, you know, I think I've said this before. Jonathan Edwards said that every Christian should spend 30 minutes a day thinking about heaven or thinking about eternity. Mm-hmm. And to your point, like if, if I really think about all that God has accomplished for me in mm-hmm. Christ, that I have been brought into his family, that I've been called his son, that my sins have been forgiven, that I've been given a righteous record. So that I will live in his kingdom forever, then, you know, a hundredth of a point on my child's GPA doesn't seem that important yeah, at that that's point. Right, that's right. And it kind of frames everything that I'm getting upset about, that I'm getting stressed out about, that I'm pushing them toward, the, the kind of trades that I'm making. You know, a lot of times mm-hmm. we trade uh, things like family worship or even going to church or whatever for, mm-hmm. you know, sports or school or whatever, you know, so... It, it, it informs all of the decisions because mm-hmm. we're making decisions all the time as parents. It mm-hmm. informs all the decisions that I that are really made. Mm-hmm. Another thing I think is important for me to remember and for all the parents to remember is um, just kind of realizing where we are in this world, right? We, we, we've never been in a time in history where education is more accessible, right? Right. Uh, even though it's very challenging right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the amount of like articles that are out there the amount of blogs that are even from mm-hmm. like a christian standpoint there's a lot of noise there's a, a, lot, there's of a noise. lot of stuff mm-hmm. a lot of really good stuff out there but i think one of the things that that has done is it 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 confuses how we think mm-hmm. about our children we mm-hmm. we think that they will be the product of the things that mm-hmm. we teach, teach them, them versus the things that are caught in our homes mm-hmm. and so like it's the mm-hmm. whole taught versus caught thing mm-hmm. because we're so educational mm-hmm. our, our mindset is so teachy mm-hmm. that we forget you know what your kids are actually going to catch mm-hmm. i don't know how much but maybe more than than what they are taught and so if you are a parent and if and when i do this because i certainly do this we all do this <laughs> we don't always demonstrate that God's grace for today is enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that will be caught. Mm-hmm. That's it, right. It will be caught. It, it, you can teach them all you want at, at family worship on Tuesday nights. Right. Uh, and, you know, but if what you've modeled for them exactly. is, you know, frantic, <laughs> trusting in your own efforts, mm-hmm. yes. trying to build bricks without straw that right. this world that has right. laid on you, right. then that will be caught. And I just think it's so important for us to realize that we as parents are first and foremost models right. of Christian living. Yeah. That it, reminds me of a Tim Keller sermon that he did. It was on the city and he was encouraging parents who had kids they were trying to bring up children in the city, not just parents, but this was just one aspect. And he said that there are um, all these studies that have been done about it's not so much of where your child is educated, whether it be public school or homeschool or Christian school, but studies show that the kids that tend to either stay in the faith or even if they have a little journey away that come back to the faith are the ones that really see in the home it was true. You know, what yeah. you were teaching them, what that school, Christian school is mm-hmm. teaching them, what you are, whatever, but what, how you were living out, just mm-hmm. like what you were said, it was true. It was, mm-hmm. you lived like you believe it, not perfectly, but you asked for forgiveness yeah. when, you know, right. you messed Absolutely. up. Right. But that was sort of the key factor. And, yeah. you know, and what Abby and I talk a lot about this, right? Because mm-hmm. we too, we have the same Pharaoh, like mm-hmm. at times, like mm-hmm. if we submit to that Pharaoh instead of our Lord. Um, is, you know, we, we focus on, on this idea of winning their hearts, right? Mm-hmm. And we trust that as we win the hearts of our children, 
that they will love what we love. And I think like so much of, you know, I I hope and pray for my home, you know, Canon, Ella, Kennedy, Mm -hmm. if you're ever listening to this, you know, 20 years from now, whenever (laughs) you're thinking about these things, the the greatest hits of the sermon talk back, (laughs) you know, if you're ever listening to this, I hope that you look back on, on, you know, my parenting and, Mm -hmm. and Abby's parenting and say, you know what? They weren't perfect, but you know what they did? They loved the Lord yes, and they loved exactly. us. Right. That's right. And hopefully the fruit of that, the Lord will, will woo him, mm-hmm. woo them to, mm-hmm. to himself yes. with yes. his own love. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. I liked, Jason, how you started the sermon off because it was great for parents, but honestly, for anybody listening, um, and you were starting out in Ephesians 6 versus, I guess, that whole chapter, but the purpose of God's order and it starts out in Ephesians 5.1, our highest calling in that order is to be an imitator of God. I mean, that is what the gospel has called us into mm-hmm. and how that looks to be an imitator of God. And you went on to say, and it says in the verses to walk in love, to be pure, to be wise, and to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then on into the chapter, the evidence of a spirit-filled life. You know, you have a desire to worship. You have a, you have a sense of gratitude. You are truly giving thanks. Uh, and then in verse 21, submit to one another. Um, you understand submission and, and just kind of that order. But I like how you laid that out just as a parent, super helpful, but then just as a follower of Christ. Mm. I mean, we are all, this is a calling for all of us. Isn't that interesting though, that one of the marks of how we imitate God is our ability to submit. Right. Mm-hmm. To authority. Yeah. And so I think like, you know, you and I were talking about how do you honor your imperfect parents? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that like, basically everybody I talk to that's north of 30, and there's some, there's some exceptions out there, but a lot of people I talk to that's north of 30, they have some bitterness mm-hmm. against their parents, some right. pain, mm-hmm. some like, uh, you know, and, 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 and of course, and I think we're getting to what you're saying, Blake, like, I know that John Kellis and Emriana and Rainer, when they come of age, they will realize my dad was not perfect because the truth is, is I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. I want to be perfect. I love them. I try to be a good dad to them, but I'm a fallen man. Mm-hmm. I, I depend on Christ. I, in fact, my goal is not for them to see me as perfect as much as they see God. And, 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 and they, I want them to see in me that I'm counting on him. Um, but even so children and, and, you know, I don't know if a lot of, the kids, you know, we, we had like just released our kids, obviously to covenant kids. And there's so much instruction here. And a lot of our mm-hmm. students, I think were, you know, it was Labor Day weekend. They were traveling with their families, but there is this calling on children. You have to submit to your parents. Mm-hmm. You have to honor your parents. Uh, and, and especially if you're a Christian child, that is, you know, what should be the posture of your heart, even when your parents aren't perfect. Yeah. And I think that's kind of being lost in the world today. This mm-hmm. this kind of understanding of any sort of order mm-hmm. um, that we have to submit to authority sometimes, mm-hmm. be it our boss at work, be it our parents, be it governmental. And, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, even this whole thing about like police officers, I don't mean to like kind of go down that road, but like, you know, I understand that there is order in the world. And, you know, when a, if a police officer were to pull me over, I wouldn't say I make more money than this guy. I'm better educated than this guy. 
Um, I've traveled to more countries than this guy. Who does he think he is? I say, right now, now if he was a member of my church, I would he would be under my authority. Mm-hmm. But I say, right now, I'm on the road. The government has put him, even if he's 25, um, mm-hmm. in authority over me. And, and I think one of the evidences of a spirit-filled life is that I have to kind of recognize that and, and submit to that. And again, I know there's like a lot of layers to that, but, yeah. but, but this idea of sometimes we have to submit is just corroding yeah. in our culture right now. And, and I think mm-hmm. it's obviously starts in the home, right? I mean, mm-hmm. even though your parents aren't perfect, there, there are times where you, your calling is I've got to submit to right. them. Mm-hmm. You know? I was just experiencing that in my own home, or at least with Brad. You know, he went and helped care for his parents. And, you know, his dad has Alzheimer's, and they're not believers. And just, you know, I just what a beautiful picture. And he's done this, I don't know how many times, where he's gone and, you know, served them. And his dad wasn't, I mean, he loved him, but, you know, probably not the most faithful dad uh, in different ways, but just so that my, my kids watching their own father honoring his parents, regardless of the circumstances, because of who they are by going and serving and cleaning up after him and, you know, just whatever that entails. I mean, you that kind of honoring your parents when you get older, like me, you know, you mm-hmm. do have older parents so that, to honor them in those kind of ways. Um, but what a beautiful picture uh, of submission. And I'm just so thankful for the example that he is setting for you know mm-hmm. you know our own kids mm-hmm. but yeah. um, it's because it's not it's, it's not been easy you know to well, well there's in a his situation we got a question mm-hmm. to that end right. uh, on the uh, text to pastor which i'm super grateful for let me just read the question it says for the talk back from this week's sermon how do you properly honor an abusive parent as an mm-hmm. adult child when the parent refuses to change can you share a testimony from your childhood? And, you know, uh, my parents certainly made some mistakes, but they were not abusive. But mm-hmm. I can talk mm-hmm. about just this from your childhood experience without dishonoring or slandering that parent or parents. I mean, I, here's, here's the deal. You know, I know a lot of folks who have parents that made some major mistakes. Yeah. And the parents, in, in a lot of cases, are unwilling to be addressed by their children, unwilling to you know, be corrected, if you will, by their children and, and haven't changed and still have those major blind spots. I think I would say to even the adult child, you're not under your parents' authority in the same kind of obedience, disobedience kind of ways. I mean, even I mentioned on Sunday, I mean, my parents did not want me to leave. And I understand. I mean, their parents, they want to see their son provided for they did not want us to leave a you know well-established, very comfortable mm-hmm. church in Birmingham to come and take a risk, especially with three grandchildren, and plant this church. And I get it from their perspective. So I'm not necessarily called to obey my parents as an adult in that kind of way, but but I do believe that we have to. I want to have toward them an honor or a posture of honoring them. To your point of your story with Brad there, mm-hmm. and I don't think that that always includes when your parents are worthy of honor, right? right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, you know, I, y'all have heard me talk about this, like husbands are called to love their wives as Christ loved the church, even when your wife is being, you know, is not honoring you, mm-hmm. even when she's not worthy of such kind of sacrificial love. Why? Well, what's the analogy Paul's giving there? 
as Christ loved the church. Yeah. I mean, when mm-hmm. has the church ever been worthy of mm-hmm. the love mm-hmm. of Christ? Right. Yet still, God calls husbands to that kind of pursuing self-sacrificing love. And I think he calls children to honor their parents, even when the parents, and again, as I said Sunday, they're, where there's abuse in the home, where they, I mean, the home is not the only structure of authority that God has designed. There is a church, there is the government, there are times when children need to be removed. But I'm not talking about physical abuse. I mean, I'm talking about just right. like imperfections mm-hmm. that parents have. Even if those are pretty glaring, I still would challenge children and I would challenge myself. How do you continue to stay in a posture of honor toward your parents? And and I believe when you have forgiveness and honor and humility, then you actually can be a really good parent. You know, I, I think that a lot of parents parent kind of against their parents because right. their parents may have made some mistakes. And I just think that's a very dangerous mm-hmm. place dangerous, to be. Yeah. Um, even if you're, you're recognizing things that you don't want, but if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're parenting against something rather than towards something, just like we've mm-hmm. said, we don't want to parent from fear, but in faith, mm-hmm. um, that's really what I think God is calling us as children to, to honor our parents, even as adults. Um, and I would say to this person, you know, if there's some real issues, that's that's where the local church gets involved. Mm-hmm. That's where you need fathers in the faith. Mm-hmm. That's where you need. I mean, if you're if you're wondering how do I honor uh, an adult parent that is kind of defiant or isn't showing humility and that has some imperfections, I would say talk to another older parent. You know, go go find someone in our church that is the age of your parent and say, look, here's what I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. how do I honor my parent in this mm-hmm. situation? They're removed from it. Find somebody that doesn't know your parents and it will be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. one, one of the uh, temptations that is certainly true of me, uh, it's true of all of us, I think as humans is, you know, when we're bitter against people, we've, we fail to pray for them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, probably a good exercise is when you just in general, you know, when you realize you're bitter against someone, you probably should pray for them, you know, right. like the, in that yeah. that's instructive for your heart. Uh, but it's also, um, you know, relying on what's actually needed here. Mm, that's right. True reconciliation is gospel wrought. And so whenever you have been abused and sinned against in a very hard and real way, um, there's comfort in the gospel for you, but there's also like application of the gospel to this circumstance that must be spirit wrought. And so pray for that person, pray that God would give you wisdom, that God would bring reconciliation. And ultimately that you would be able to see that, that God is enough and that God doesn't run from the broken things, right? Mm -hmm. He runs to to them. them and, um, he would certainly desire there to be reconciliation, even though I know like the pathway to that can be very difficult. And let's face it, humanly speaking, you may not even see it right on this side of mm-hmm. the but, new heavens, new yeah. earth, but the posture towards seeing the gospel mm-hmm. applied to that situation is important. And so I would just right. say like, pray, pray for mm-hmm. your parents. And mm-hmm. that's such a, again, a testament to the goodness of God that he does not call us to fix people. Mm-hmm. Um, he calls us to faithfulness mm-hmm. and what you're saying, um, is the true outpouring of that. Just that you would acknowledge that you can't change your parents' heart. No. 
but God yeah. can. Yeah. And when you pray and trust him for that, you are demonstrating you know, great faith. And I think also one thing that's helped um, me in um, thinking about, you know, the mistakes that my parents made is to remember that the honoring, honoring them is as to the Lord. Like when I honor my parents for the good things that they have done, um, and I develop empathy for mm -hmm. understanding maybe some of the things that led to their mistakes and I honor them in that way, I'm basically saying that I believe in and see the glory in the order that God yeah. designed mm -hmm. between um, parents and children. So even though, you know, in some instance, I didn't may not have experienced that, I can say, but it is good mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. what God designed and I'm honoring him by honoring my parents. That's mm -hmm. good. All right. You have a book there, Jennifer. Yeah. What, uh, <laughs> Talk to me about it. What's going on there? Uh, this is a great resource that we have uh, here in the collective. It's called Motherhood, Hope for Discouraged Moms. It's written by Brenda Payne. It's a booklet, so it's short, and it will not um, add to your burden <laughs> of all the things that you need to do right now. But it is just full of gospel goodness and encouragement. Mm -hmm. um, like For instance, one of the things she uh, talks about is the joy, it, you know, changing our idea of what we're experiencing instead of thinking, I can't do all of this and all of this is a burden on me to recognize the joy that we have in suffering. Um, just like Christ went to the cross, um, mm -hmm. counted it joy to go that we can follow him in that way and to just really think about how God sees our situation so differently than we see it. Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't see it as a bunch of things that we have to do. He sees it again as an opportunity for us to know him more, which is our greatest treasure. Mm, that's good. Hey, a couple of the resources, you know, we've talked about Lou's book, Teach Them Diligently. Mm -hmm. You know, in a really good book that I don't think we even provided for our folks, but we should have is Gospel Powered Parenting. Yeah, we have it. Oh, okay. oh, William yeah. Farley. Mm -hmm. I okay. love that book. Really good yeah, book. Yeah, something that. We and then you know we've to shepherding a child's heart. Love that one. Paul, or, uh, that's Ted Tripp. Mm -hmm. And then the parenting book by Paul Tripp, mm -hmm. the Tripp brothers, man. Yeah, they're amazing. Where would Christian parents be without them? <laughs> Lost. No, um, just teasing. And so those are some good resources. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of commend you to all that. You know, all the little parenting videos that we did for our groups are available on the YouTube page. Mm -hmm. That's I think those were good. I thought they were super helpful. I mean, we, we've had really great conversations in our community group about mm -hmm. all of those things. And yeah, so, so if you just want to watch helpful. those yeah. and, you you know, maybe your community group's doing something different, but those are a really good resource. One of the books you mentioned, or two of the books you mentioned yesterday, just to use in family worship, we used with our kids. Yeah, and in fact, Smith Connor family. was elbowing me. The Jesus Storybook Bible, like you said, you wanted to preach from it. It's a great devotion. Blake says I, I want to preach from the It is the most hopeful book and how it ties, you know, Jesus is all oh. through it, mm -hmm. which, which he is through yeah. the storyline. And uh, Sally Lloyd-Jones oh, is such amazing. a, uh, she, Winsome. you know, yes. Yes, you know what she does? It's kind of what we've been talking about. And I think we're running out of time, but yeah. like we were talking about like the disciplines in your home, mm -hmm. which is are so important. Family worship, mm -hmm. prayer time, those kinds of things. Consistently being in a local church. Those are disciplines mm -hmm. that you need. But it's more than gospel-centered parenting is more than just creating great disciplines, though I think it definitely includes that. It's also what is the culture of your home, and right. I tried to kind of get at that in, in the instruction, like as you're instructing your you know kids, as you're telling them stories, as you're just talking by mm -hmm. the way, 
how can you capture their imagination mm-hmm. for yeah. the things of the Lord? And she, she does, does that. She does a great mm-hmm. job. You just like want mm-hmm. to, you know, it's like you read that book and you're like, maybe I don't believe in Jesus, but I wish I did, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's just, I think for parents trying to figure out, okay, how do I talk about Jesus in that way? Well, it could it's be helpful for you too. Yeah. No, it is. But it's a great yeah. start too. And family worship. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about what does family worship look like? Or, you know, obviously the arc of family worship is, uh, for Shannon and, and Jennifer is, uh, you know, different than it was 15 years ago <laughs> or so, but what is, uh, what is, or what did it look like in y'all's home? Just to kind of give the parents some helpful, we'll kind of go, uh, popcorn rapid session and then we'll close it up. Okay. Um, I'll start. Um, uh, we started out, um, when the kids were younger, it was easier. We did bedtime, mm-hmm. um, reading the Bible, singing, uh, a hymn and tucking them in, you know, praying mm-hmm. and then tucking them in. Uh, it got, when it got difficult was when, um, you know, we moved up to middle school, different, Sch- when some kids are staying up late, yeah. some kids mm-hmm. are going to bed early. Um, now you've added in ac- activities mm-hmm. and, uh, we had a lot of failures. I'll just say that. Same. <laughs> um, but we... I think, and I think that's one of the things to say, to encourage parents mm-hmm. in is that, um, not to be defeated by your failures, but then just to today to start again. Yeah. Um, that's good. Know, to ask, uh, I mean, that's what repentance is, right? Mm-hmm. You just say, this is not the way, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go God's way. So we yeah. pick up the Bible again and we prayed and it, it, it we wish it had been more consistent, but mm-hmm. we just did it when we could mm-hmm. do it. If that and makes sense. Some days are better than others. I mean, yeah. I can remember, you know, having family devotions or whatever, and I, a kid would be missing and he'd be hiding or one would was under the table, rocking <laughs> right. the table. And, I mean, one would go, oh gosh, again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not always pretty, pretty, No, but there is I think this that's a good part, word, you know, because that's the thing that we struggle with. Mm-hmm is getting like all three to be engaged, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And sometimes like, sometimes you do. One of the ones that you wouldn't expect is really engaged. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, somebody Mm -hmm. else is going crazy. Yeah. So just, I'm just going to take the opportunity to have, exactly. if this is, if I'm just getting a little time, like this morning, actually, I just, I just took Rainer, Mm -hmm. just the two of us. And we kind of had a little family devotion and the big kids, they were, I kind of slept in, you know, big Labor Day, mm-hmm. got a little late, but Rainer's school didn't start till a little later. So he and I just spent some time together. And you know what? It was like the greatest mm-hmm. time that I've had with Rainer in a long time because none of the other kids were around. And so the one off or the yeah, that's sure. right. maybe only mm-hmm. have two, it's mm-hmm. those can be wins. Yeah, definitely. It can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any any encouragement for family worship? Well, I just, just think you just you just keep doing it. I mean, it's not like you don't get legalistic about it. Mm-hmm. I think what you yeah. did this morning was was great. You know your children kind of know what, especially as they get older. I mean, you have to work around schedules, but I think ultimately you just want them to see that you, that you really believe this thing that, you know, Mm -hmm. you're, you're going to church, you're doing this, but you, you know, in the midst of all your failures, God is, Mm -hmm. you know, is who you worship. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, walking in faith and just, just get setting that example. You're trying to be an imitator of God. And, and all that comes because when, you know, you just want your kids to realize Jesus's worth and, and, and the worth and like who he is and who we are and have this humility and realize, I mean, we deserve nothing, but he went to these, these incredible lengths to show us so much grace 
I mean, he awoke us from the dead, you know, and then eventually we're going to be, you know, heirs with him. And you just want them to get this sense of awe. And so, you know, some days look better than others. I mean, you're, you do fail, but then some of the most beautiful moments we've had are when we have failed and we have gone to them and asked for forgiveness. I mean, you just, just so much, I think your home life, however it is, should just be just smothered in grace, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, you obviously have discipline, you have these, but just grace, because look at the grace that's been bestowed upon us. It's, it's amazing, you know? So that's what you want them to see. I feel like I don't have much to say because I still have the little, little ones, but, um, you know, super helpful. Yeah. I kind of want to end on what Shannon says. So good. I I do just, even though that is like end worthy, like that was (laughs) the bow. I, I do think that, you know, we, try to view family worship as like connecting the dots, like Mm -hmm. the dots that you've been drawing your whole, like throughout your week, Mm -hmm. you know, you're connecting, you're drawing a straight line Mm -hmm. to why, you know, and and like having a little Mm -hmm. moment where you can do that. One thing I think is important, and this is what we try to do is just encourage the heck out of our kids Mm -hmm. during that time. Yeah. Um, not overburdening them with just like stories to believe, Mm -hmm. but just empowering them Mm -hmm. with like, listen, you, you are gifted in this way, in that way, because God has gifted mm-hmm. you in this way, in that way. We also always talk about what are you grateful for? You know, um, what are you grateful for today? Because I think that is, um, you know, in, in Romans, like mm-hmm. what, what condemns the people, um, who saw God in creation, but they were not grateful to him. And mm-hmm. so like building this attitude of gratefulness, into your children and then obviously pointing them to to gospel stories Mm -hmm. through things like the jesus Mm -hmm. storybook bible right yeah i mean even to ephesians 5 what are the evidences of a Mm spirit-filled life worship gratitude and submission Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's good yeah well guys we can keep going i know but you know what they're, they've already been listening on double speed. They're already to work. And yeah. so we got to let them go. We got to let you go. But you know what? Go. The series is over with our church. You know what? We're still going to go on. The church goes on. <laughs> and, so. Hey, and then next week, you know, we start this uh, Justice Kingdoms and Politics series. So I'm excited about that, too. So, hey, for Jennifer McClish, Shannon Smith, the two great moms, Blake Rogers, Media and Jason D, the hopeful dads. Hopeful dads. Yeah. Hopeful dads. Thanks for listening.